Hey, welcome to the Strong Roots Podcast. My name is Kristen Hill, and we are so excited that you're tuning in today. Our prayer is that you would move one step closer to Jesus through this series. So go ahead and check out this next episode. Hey, Strong Roots, we're in our winter blues season, and I'm here with David, and he's usually behind the camera. And I'm really excited to talk to him today because I think something that's surprising to me is I would never guess that you struggled with this at all. So I... Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I'm really excited to hear what you have to yeah. say. So when talking about winter blues, David, what comes to mind at first? Oh, it comes to mind, I think, cold, sad, heavy-hearted. Uh, I feel, yeah, it's just these feelings of glum and heaviness and uh, like despair maybe even would be a word I would use to describe um, what comes to mind. I just, it feels endless. It feels pointless a lot of times. Meaninglessness, those are kind of the things that come to mind when I think about winter depression. Yeah. yeah very, a very strong feeling of like just nothing. Every, nothing matters. Yes. Why should anything matter? That's kind of the, the root I think a lot of times yeah. in my mind of, of, of my seasonal depression are a lot of the thoughts. So, yeah. When did you first encounter winter blues? Uh, not in the winter, ironically. Um, growing up in India, we have a three-month monsoon, which is warm still. So warm is better than cold, I've learned, mm-hmm. at least as far as my seasonal depression goes. But it's cloudy. Like, you don't see the sun for probably literally three months. Um, just endless rain, pouring, uh, it's humid. Uh, and I just realized, like, I feel terrible. I didn't realize it. Why? I was like, I just feel kind of like I hate this time of year. Like, why does this time of year exist? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Just m- very negative feelings during that time. And uh, that was when I started realizing, oh, like, see, people feel differently depending on the weather. And then I moved to America, and it got cold and cloudy. And I was like, oh, my goodness, it can get worse than that. <laughs> what is this weather? <laughs> so, that's, so, yeah, I think realizing that, like, different degrees of it. And, and my family has struggles with it. My dad and my sister both are, um, yeah, they have some issues with seasonal depression, some serious issues in some case. Um, and so seeing that and then acknowledging it and being like honest about it and transparent about it uh, made me aware like, oh, this is a real thing. And, and this is maybe why I feel that way is, as well. So, yeah. How have you, saying that it's been in your family, experiencing it yourself, mm-hmm. how have you learned to not only cope, but overcome? Yeah. Yeah, I think overcome. Definitely um, hmm, overcome. Coping, I would say, is 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 my mindset more than anything. Um, it is, it is. I hear, I wake up, and I hear whatever the negative thought be, whether it be like nothing, everything is meaningless. What does it matter? Or I hate, or even just a simple like I hate this. Like I hate this existence as far as like the weather, as far as the whatever. Why does it have to be this way? And choosing to um, put put some, I don't know, to be th- thankful. I think it's choosing mm-hmm. to be thankful. Uh, I usually try to turn around and say, thank you. You say, God, thank you. I just literally just say it. Like, thank you for my, my you know, for, for the beauty of just like this, this flat land that just kind of goes on and creates this almost this atmospheric, I don't know, I, I guess I kind of like atmospheres. I, cre- I like to create them as well as far as in like, you know, this room and the way it looks is yeah. just this, this, this unique atmosphere and lighting that you've created um, and the mood that it creates and sets even. Um, is kind of mythical and and interesting. So I don't know. Appreciating, choosing to find something to be that I appreciate about it, um, versus just hating on it and focusing on the negative in it. And then as far as like you know, is everything meaningless? Um, f- 
finding the purpose, like reminding myself why I am up and why I'm alive, like what my purpose is, um, what, you know, to glorify God, to, to lead others to him, mm-hmm. um, to those things. When I get myself focused back on my purpose mentally, um, despite the internal feeling, I'm able to, I guess I would say, it helps me to continue to move forward, just choosing to, and it's, it is a constant thing. Like it's not, I get up, I say this thing, God, thank you so much, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to glorify you today. Ten minutes later, God, thank you so much for this day. I'm going to glorify you today. How has it been another, how's it only been 30 seconds? Uh, okay, so it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of just a, ah, oh, I thought I would fix it after I just did this little, you know, check. It, it's, it's ongoing throughout the day. Some days are better, but yeah, just kind of a re- reminder. Um, and, and choosing just to like be thankful. I think Thanksgiving is a huge part of it. I think feel like a lot of people struggle with the concept that mm. God doesn't always just take things away in mm. an instant. Yeah. Why do you feel like that is? Mm. And how have you found gratefulness in the midst of yeah. him not alleviating it right away? Immediately. I definitely wish it would go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think to myself, it would be easier if it was just gone. Like, why? Why not? Um, I think... There's a strong biblical legacy of people waiting through difficult times, through unknown times, yes. through uh, unclear things. You can go as early as Noah, I think, would be one of the greatest first who was just told to go and build a boat. And it was a long time of building a boat before anything God said was going to happen happened. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorites is Abraham, who was told to just go in this direction. Yeah. And, and God said, I'll tell you when to stop. And then God continued to give him promises. And he didn't even see the fulfillment of all those promises. Um, so I feel like we as Christians have promises. I think the biggest and like most grounding for me is like, I will spend eternity with Jesus in his presence. Right. And so that's a promise that I literally won't see fulfilled until I die. Um, so it's my whole life of waiting for that promise to be fulfilled. And then there's promises like his faithfulness and his goodness and his, um, yeah, I guess his peace that he gives us mm-hmm. that I, I lean on that are, that I'm waiting for in a sense. Those promises are, are very like grounding. So so I think I, I think I see the legacy before me of people and say I'm not alone. Like right. I am not the first person to have to wait for God to solve a problem to fix it, right. um, and realizing that God uses lifetimes to mm-hmm. accomplish what He's doing in, our, in people's lives. Like Abraham, as a person, or Paul as a person at the beginning of their ministry or life, were very different than the end yes. of their lives and ministries. Um, and God, could, I guess, could have said. Boom! Now you're now you've just got it. But I think we would find ourselves arrogant and prideful and unaware of what God is doing and how like <laughs> He is perfected in our weakness. And so why not lean into the weakness just to see God be, be made more great? So yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. What is the darkest time of your life? Darkest time of my life. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. I would say the dark, like like seasonally darkest time, or like ever in my entire existence. Oof. Like as like if it's a year to year basis, I would say the worst time is usually right about now in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, after Christmas, all the lights are gone, yeah. and, and it's just like there's nothing to look forward to, and mm-hmm. other than warmth, and it's like you know not coming until May, maybe you know. Yeah. Um, that so there's that like that's a very dark, dark time. Um, but then as far as like life, I would say there's, uh, there's been seasons of my life that were very dark and different. So I don't know, I guess it depends on what are you, what are you specifically interested in there? Probably your whole life. Like when was like, I'm curious to hear how dark your dark is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if I would call this particular time my seasonal depression, though it was definitely started in a time, uh, ironically, of the monsoon season when it started probably getting bad. I don't know if I, I don't know if it, I'm not sure if it had a lot to do with seasonal depression, but I do think it was 100% depression, um, and so very applicable because I think there's the, the way you deal with um, even even depression has similar benefits um, as well as dealing with seasonal depression. But I remember lots of lies fl- swimming through my head, mm-hmm. uh, basically. Uh, very focused on on things that about myself, about Jesus that just weren't true. Um, and I was very young, very young as a person and as a Christian as well. And I got got super depressed. Just felt like it was never going to end. I asked, I was like, God, why are you letting me do this? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt alone. I didn't have anyone to talk to, to reach out to. I just continued to isolate myself. Think I thought something was wrong with me. I thought uh, I was at fault. Um, yeah, very, very much like bad thoughts about God, thoughts about myself, felt alone. Uh, I continued to just like not reach out to anybody, I continued to just dive into this. And like the thoughts were, I would, it felt like screaming in my head kind of thoughts, like just could not, I didn't know how to, to address them. I didn't have anything mm-hmm. to address them with. Just got louder and louder and louder. And I think that, I know that ultimately led to me being like, I would rather be dead than have to hear this thought anymore. Like I would just want to stop. And it would, it had been like, I don't know how long it had been. It had been a long time. Right. Um, and so I, I did. I, I planned to, I think, I may have said this before, but I, I planned, I made a plan. I said, I'm going to jump off this building. It's tall enough. I'll die. I'll do it on this day of the week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I'm, and I'm done. It's over. At least, uh, at least it's over with. And that was kind of, that was definitely my darkest time. Like, I wanted to end it. Uh, the voices, well, it felt like voices in my head, in a sense, were just overwhelming. Um, and I was like, ending it was better than living at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was pretty serious. So I would say that was that time was my darkest was my darkest time. One of my darkest times, I guess. There's been dark seasons, but I mean, I don't think I've ever wanted to end my life since then um, to that extreme. And and as far as going to making a plan and knowing like when and where and how I will do it, um, that was that was probably why that was so serious because right. it was prepared, prepared, and had everything lined up. So yeah. For somebody who is listening who maybe is there, Mm. like you're describing their life right now. Yeah. What would you say to them? And also what did God use to bring you out of that dark, that Mm. darkness? Yeah. Ultimately, it was a small, tiny little voice. And maybe, and I hope if you are, if you are, if you are feeling like ending it, I think there's a lot of a lot of yelling in your head when that happens a lot of times, and so maybe not. But I think it's this quiet voice in my head that that outshouted, I outshouted, got louder somehow, even though it was so so much of like a whisper, which I believe was God's voice that uh, that told me to look to that I wasn't alone, and to to specifically it told me to go to a, a, a you know my context, a specific person, and and like tell them what I was going through. Mm-hmm. But I think the the truth in that then is bring people into your into your mind bring pe- make bring bring light to what you are thinking what you are dealing with like um sitting here and just smiling and just acting normal doesn't solve the problem like telling people that you trust who are godly people and even if and even if it's like man I don't have anyone in my life who's godly like um you know, or at least close to you, that's godly. Like it doesn't like I guarantee you, like even if you were to come to this church, for example, like there are godly mm-hmm. people here who would hear your story and like not, you know, tell you something's wrong with you. You need to just that kind of a person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'll even say this, like suicide prevention hotline, 
if that is your only resource, is yeah. a great resource. Yeah. I did not have that. I lived in India. There was no, that did not exist for me. Um, I do want to make the, that, yeah. that is a thing. That's a very serious thing. But that being said, like if there's a person that you, and you're just been keeping it to yourself, like please tell somebody. I think that's mm-hmm. the key. Like tell somebody, especially someone godly if you can. And like get get that those thoughts exposed and brought into some form of light, and 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 then continue to keep them informed um, on where you're at and where your thoughts are and how you're feeling, um, because that was the first step. Like right. it was realizing that uh, as soon as I told somebody, they're like, I "Me too." And I was like, "Oh, I'm not alone. This is right. this is a lot of people's life. Like a lot of people feel this way." And then from there, they gave me practical um, practical steps on how to like apply truth to these lies and the situations and the voices and the thoughts and 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 those things so just to, to deal with it in a sense start dealing with it what are those practical steps that this person gave you um specifically truth from the bible um very specifically truth about who god was um who he was uh, his sovereignty his greatness as well as truth about myself like um, who I am, who I am in Christ. You know, I'm, I'm redeemed, I'm loved, I'm beloved, I'm a child. Mm-hmm. Those kind of truths, and specifically verses that go with them um, are things they gave me. And when I was struggling, they said, say these things over and over and over every okay. second, every minute, every 10 minutes, every time you have the thought. If you have to sit down in a corner and fight this battle, like, do it, mm-hmm. but, but fight it with these truths. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I started doing that, and it didn't go away that day, that week, that month, for months and months and months and months. But I was able to start combating it and learning how to work through it. And, and, and again, like finding camaraderie and not being alone mm-hmm. was what really, in that context, really helped me um, survive, quite literally. So, so truth in the Bible, truth in, truth about who I am and who God is, like focusing on those biblical things, what the, what the scripture has um, to say about us and God was, uh, yeah, you, it would be contextual to what, what you're hearing, what lies you're hearing. But I think, again, talking about those lies will allow you to then find the context because Scripture really does address everything. I think so often, too, with the lies we're saying in our head, we shove it down mm-hmm. and don't fight like you're yeah. describing. Yeah. We don't deal with it. We don't face it head on. We avoid. Yeah. We, like, again, and I think absolutely taking the time, like you said, to actually be like, I am going to go to war mm-hmm. against even if it's just this one thought. Yeah is crucial. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because how long had you been avoiding the thoughts? Oh, for sure. And how much did that add to your darkness? Yeah, yeah. Going to war one thought at a time sometimes is all, is the right step versus, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming if you have a bunch, which I did have a bunch of lies that had added up and stacked on top of each other and just taking one on at a time. And really, that was progress. Mm -hmm. Um, Progress doesn't look like a victory. Sometimes it looks like a little bit of a step forward. Mm -hmm. For sure. All the little steps. Yeah. That is when you're going to look back and be like, wow, yeah. I made progress. No, exactly. Absolutely. That's that's definitely been a, I would agree. Looking back, like, oh, I am different than I was. Oh, wow, that was just a little thing, but I've overcome that. Um, yeah, absolutely. So before we end, I yes. want to ask, are there things that you got rid of in your life um, practically that has helped you not go to such dark places? Mm. Yeah, I... Um, so many things there were some literal physical things as well as like uh i think i think for me it was realizing how much the world around me um what i choose to do affects my mood mm-hmm. um and, and i think we maybe have heard this some before but like i am pretty strict on what music i listen to and what movies i'll watch on repeat and and even games i play because i play a lot of games um uh like and how much i do those things um those things those things cutting those out has mm-hmm. given me um, the ability to kind of like 
uh, take some of the heaviness off and clear my head because you're not filling your mind with things that are just pushing those lies, reinforcing them. Absolutely. Um, giving, and instead, on the turn, flipping, flipping it and, f- and filling your mind with things that are the truths that you want to believe and or want your life to be about um, really do, like, affect your mood. Like, and, and even if they're not affecting your mood, like, they're, they're affecting your faith and your belief and your heart. And I think that's so critical to be working on those things, even if your mood can stand up to a negative song. Um, like what are you feeding your heart and your soul uh, is just a good practice, a good spiritual discipline mm-hmm. um, that I, I I think is very critical. Um, and I think those things are distractions to music, movies and games and our phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lifestyle of comparison creates a lot of depression in people nowadays. Um, you get on your phone and it's just like, I'm not like any of these people. They're so godly. They're so cool. They're so well-traveled. Right? They're so whatever. I am just not. So I, I think that fosters depression in our modern culture a lot of times, yes. at least a feeling of it. So why fill your heart with something that's so deceitful? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am regularly challenged to like, and that comes back down to the truth of what we believe and what we memorize, what scriptures we've memorized and what truths um, we choose to put back in. Like, what you put in is what you will get out. Yeah. Um, and I think there's 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 some deceitfulness in saying like, oh, I can do all these things and I'll still feel this way. And yes, yeah, like my environment is still cloudy and gloomy, but um, I continue to put in the truth, and like that fortifies um, the foundation and helps me continue to endure and get through, you know, while focusing on God. Absolutely. Well, that is the way we're going to end it because that was so good. Thank you, David, for being so open and honest and giving us practical ways to combat this. I think my favorite takeaway is one battle at a time, Mm, one lie at a time. And if that's all we can do, like, it's not a little thing. It's really going to add up to be a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Thanks, Kristen. Yes, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Cannot wait to catch you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on our other social media platforms. We don't want you to miss out on any future content. Thank you so much again, guys. I hope you have a great day. And I want you to know I am personally praying that your roots stay strong.